time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt driving the bus today alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's your registered financial consultant and the person we turn to here in the Greensboro area to talk about retirement and financial planning. He has an office on Muir's Chapel Road. And you can find him at Roadmap Financial Consulting by just going online to Greensboro Retirement. Again, that's GreensboroRetirement.com. And you can find Glenn there, or you can call 336-291-3535. Unpredictability is the name of the show today. There are many things that we know that we're going to have to deal with in retirement. We just don't know how to exactly predict them or to what degree they're going to affect us. It's it's just kind of one of those things we know they're going to happen, but don't know how bad or how little of a deal it's going to be. And so how do you then develop a plan and construct a plan that deals with these different factors that you know may be a big deal, may not be a big deal? So the first one, obviously, Glenn, I think is going to be life expectancy and longevity. We don't know how long we're going to live. That would make retirement planning a lot easier if we did know. So how do you plan for retirement? that might last five years or 10 or 20, 30, longer than that even? Oh, well, you're absolutely right, Walter. I mean, life expectancy and longevity is is a big question, right? I mean, and we actually talk about it as longevity risk, which is, is kind of a, a strange term, isn't it? <laughs> you think about it, it's like the risk of living you know, too long and whatnot. Obviously, you want to live as long as you can, as long as you have health and as long as you have, as, as long as you have money, right? But it's a challenge because you know it's, it's one of those things you don't really know how long you're going to live or how long your spouse is going to live and and so uh, and what your health is going to be or or their health is going to be and so you know part of part of that planning is is to determine well how much income do you need how much income do you have certainly everybody's going to get you know either some sort of a retirement benefit the vast majority of people are going to be getting social security some folks are going to have social security and a pension others are not going to have the pension but one of the big key pieces, at least in terms of my way of thinking, is, is longevity and what you need to do and how to plan for it and is how much of how much of that reliable income do you have, you know, coming in every, you know, every month, you know, in, in the form of social security or a pension or or maybe you know, maybe you have an annuity that's paying, you know, paying you on a, on an ongoing basis that's going to be there for you. And in essence, I mean that's what a pension is and that's what social security is in its basic sense is is that it's it's income for life. And that's what an annuity is. And so some folks have those in place and some and some folks, you know, don't, you know, have all of those pieces of the puzzle. And not everybody's gonna need to add an annuity to their to their uh, to their to their overall financial plan, but some people might want to consider it because there might be a, a, a large gap there in terms of what their income needs are and what and how much they have that they know is gonna be reliable month after month. And so when we're thinking about longevity risk, we're thinking about making sure that you can pay all your bills and that you're and that you're not falling behind and that everything is being taken care of. And so that's to me is, is one of the major things that we need to be concerned with is, you know, hey, what's that income need and, and, and is it going to change? Right. I mean, that's something that folks don't think about, Walter, is, is that maybe you're entering into retirement and you've got. You know, you're paying a mortgage, right? And then you got a few more years to pay on the mortgage, and then maybe it's going to be paid off, you know, within a couple of years. Well, then that situation is is that your maybe your income didn't go up, but your expenses dropped dramatically, and it's and it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. If you have if you have more money that that's that you can access on a monthly basis, you know, we that's part of that longevity planning and knowing what do I need and how long do I need it for. 
Mm. Does it make sense? It does make sense, and but it's obviously one of the major problems and barriers we've got to jump over, and we've got to uh, kind of take into the planning process, and it's interesting to see how you can deal with that issue of longevity and life expectancy. If we're talking unpredictability, though, I mean, that could dominate the conversation. So uh, we could do multiple podcasts just talking about longevity risk as an example. Sure. Uh, but let's get a couple of other categories into the mix, Glenn. Interest rate changes are something that we aren't going to be able to predict. Nobody knew that we were going to go down to basically 0% interest on on accounts. And it's predicted we're only going to have really one place to go up in the future. Uh, and, right. and, that, and that is indeed up, but we don't know how long it's going to take to get back to, you know, levels of, of 10, 15 percent interest rates on, you know, things like mortgages and, and CDs, like maybe it used to be, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, so there's elements of that that we do know. But again, we don't know when it's going to kick in. We don't know how it's going to impact us. So how do you plan for future interest rate changes? Well, like you say, Walter, I mean, you don't know. I mean, they could go back up like that and like they were back in the, you know, the 80s and you know, the late 70s and whatnot, or they might not. Um, you know, they might not go quite that high, but certainly um, it looks as if we we're going to be in, in, into at least for a, a period of time into a rising interest rate environment. And so, like you say, I mean, that could be good for somebody who's putting money into like a CD type of, a, you know, a, an account or or something like that. But for somebody who has money in the in the in the bond market, that, that might be a little bit challenging because, you know, we've been we've been in a 30 year um, you know, mode of interest rates falling. So when interest rates fall. Uh, you know that that uh, that causes you know bond prices to rise in in general terms, and so what do we mean by that? A lot of people get confused on how that dynamic really works, and so I always kind of use the example. Well, well, let's suppose you had a had a bond that was paying four percent, let's say, and interest rates fell to three percent. Well, you know now you you know if you were to just hold hold on to your bond and you keep collecting that four percent until maturity, and then at that point you'd get your you'd get your principal back and you would have collected your four percent. But let's say that you were going to sell it before maturity, and if interest rates fell to three and yours is paying four, well, you know the average investor can only get three, and then yours is paying four. Well, now you get to sell yours for a premium because you can you can price it in such a way that it yields that next person. 3% and you get a, you get a, a gain on it so to speak whereas if interest rates rise if you're at 4% as to what yours is paying and now all of a sudden interest rates go to you know to 5% well if you're getting 4 and now it's now they're paying 5 in the open marketplace well that's that can be problematic if you need to, if you need to sell it to have a lump sum of money because now suddenly you know they can and anybody that shows up in the marketplace can get 5 and yours is paying 4 well, you know, which one's more valuable? I mean, do they want yours that's paying mm. four or they want the one that's paying five? So obviously they want the one that's paying higher interest. And so now and now you're in a situation where if you needed to sell it, now you've got a problem because you're gonna have to discount it or take a loss on it in order, just in order to, you know, to you know, to get to your lump sum of cash back. So, you know, when we're talking about interest rate movement, you know, it just kind of depends on, you know, what what side of that equation are you on? You know, if you're if you're if you're putting money in the in a bank account and you're looking for interest, you know, if interest rates rise, that's kind of a good thing. But, you know, in terms of, you know, how what kind of yield you can make. But if you're in a, in a situation where you've bought, you know, bought some bond or a bond fund or something like that and, you know, an interest rates rise, well, that can possibly be, you know, cause some, you know, some problems in terms of, you know, what how, of how much it's worth and whatnot. So we really need to think in terms of 
are, you know, how much exposure do we want to have to this interest rate you know, market and, and how are we going to position money and are we going to have, you know, how much money do we put here? Do we put a lot? Do we put a little? Um, you know, and, and, and again, everybody's situation is going to be different, but it's a changing dynamic that we really haven't, you know, looked at for, like I say, for almost 30 years now. And, and so now suddenly we're looking at the long term may turn into a scenario where we have rising interest rates for quite some time. And that is a that's a world that most retirees that you know, today's retirees have never really faced. And so we've, we've got to take that into account. This is uh, the interest rate changes that we've been talking about. So crucial and important to get that step uh, in that situation right. So what I'm hearing you say is that interest rate changes, you know, no matter what they do, there are ways to benefit from those changes. You just have to know the consequences of, yeah, they start going up. It's going to affect what you're doing with bonds, as an example. It's good for the stock market, but then maybe bonds have consequences you've got to be aware of. So it's interesting to see. It's it's not that that unpredictability in itself is going to be a bad thing as long as you know how to handle it. You can take advantage of those changes. They don't have to be a threat, in other words. Well, yeah, and that's why you it's where you want to have a holistic plan, and so you're not just totally dependent upon one strategy or another. I mean, you want to have multiple you know pieces of the puzzle and have in essence you know an alternative plan to be able to maneuver here or there. And and what we're really talking about is having more flexibility, aren't we, Walter? Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Uh, so if we're talking about changes and unpredictability in the future, interest rates are certainly one thing, but we also would throw f- tax rates into that equation, especially with the political climate right now and, you know, uh, promises being made about what's going to be built and, and you know, are tax rates going to increase because of these things? You kind of see talk about tax rates being cut, but then how are you going to pay for all this stuff and the deficit? It seems like only uh, tax rates are going to go up in the future. However you slice it, there's unpredictability surrounding the tax situation in our country. And if you're trying to plan for a 20 or 30 year retirement right now, that's going to be a little nerve wracking. Oh, there's no doubt about it, Walter. And, you know, and I normally ask, ask questions of folks, you know, as to, you know, where do they think tax rates are going to go? And, you know, of course, you know, everybody's, you know, fully aware that, you know, that the, you know, the current administration is, you know, is, is, is looking to and, and is talking very seriously about working with Congress to, to lower, you know, tax rates. Um, but most people I talk to, whether it be, you know, the, you know, the client or a potential client or, 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 you know, or, or the folks who are you know, more tuned into it, like, you know, you say uh, you know, CPAs and, and, and folks who study the long-term trends and whatnot. I mean, it's hard to find somebody that thinks that the tax rates are going to stay, you know, to go down and stay down low for an extended period of time. And so, you know, and, and whether that's true or not, I think that you're wise to plan for the worst case scenario. And so if we're planning for the worst case scenario, that means that we have to be planning as if and thinking as if that, you know, the tax rates, you know, could well go up into the future. And so when we're thinking about that, we, we, we look at our accounts and say, well, what, you know, what are, what are the tax implications of the, of the different accounts that we hold? And, you know, is, does it, would it make sense to possibly to take some money out of some of these accounts that are, you know, that are maybe you have a, a whole lot of money that, that's in a tax heavy account, meaning that it's as every dollar comes out, it's going to be subject to taxation. Those are obviously your 401ks and IRAs. Well, you know, a lot of people have been thinking in terms of, well, you delay that, you know, taking those monies out until you absolutely have to. 
And you know that that can be a useful strategy, but but sometimes it can also be a useful strategy to be thinking in terms of if you have an inordinate amount of money in that in that account versus you know compared to your overall holdings. Well, maybe it might make some sense to you know to start taking some of that money uh, you know at, at tax rates that we know where they are and they're in, in historic terms relatively low to where they might go in the future. And so that's going to be part of that plan. But again, like you say, you don't really know exactly where they're going to go, but you know, whenever you're thinking about planning for the future, you always want to, you know, plan for the, you know, the worst case scenario rather than just looking at everything through rose-colored glasses. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And so that's part of that unpredictability for sure. Tax rates, interest rate changes. I want to slide in one more here, Glenn, before we, uh, you know, go too long and, and not mention this. And that would be the stock market and the returns that you're going to get year to year in the stock market, that's maybe the most unpredictable thing of all. Well, <laughs> life expectancy is probably the, the least predictable thing, but I don't know. I guess you could make an argument that the stock market is less predictable with, with actuarial tables and all that kind of thing. We might actually, with more accuracy, be able to predict how long you're you know, most likely to live than you are on what you're going to get in the stock market. Well, you know, I mean, what, like, like you say, I mean, that, what, we're, what we're talking about is unpredictability, and then they all have you know, quite a bit of elements of, of, of you know, not really being predictable, right? And so, when, again, when we're thinking about retirement and we're thinking about, you know, well, you know, what, what are things doing in the markets? Well, we have to think about returns, but we also have to think about the other side. You know, what happens if the values, you know, you know in the account fall and then you actually end up having losses? You know, those are challenges, particularly when we're thinking about income planning and money that you need in the shorter term. And, you know, and, and what are you going to need to draw from? You know, it's one thing to have long-term investments that maybe you don't need to have access to, you know, and maybe you're going to just, you know, hold them on, you know, and maybe you're going to pass them on to, you know, to future generations. And that's that's one that, you know, that's maybe one bucket of money. But as I always tell folks, you know, it's like if you've got those 401ks or IRA type of accounts, even if you just want to hold it, you know, and, you know, and values go down, you're in a situation and you have an account that you actually are not allowed to, right? When you turn 70 and a half, you know, you have those things called required minimum distributions and you have to start, you know, take, you know, taking money out of those accounts, even if you, even if you didn't want to. And, you know, they always talk about, you know, well, you know, buy and hold and, you know, and all that. And, and yeah, that is a strategy for accumulation, but you know, a lot of folks have these accounts that that are required them to take it out, and and you're required to take it out regardless of whether things are up or down. And so when we think about that, when we start thinking about you know income planning and and preservation, you know, even if you don't need the income, and even if you don't want to take the money, you have to. And if you're having to take it out and you know and, and sell shares when prices are down, you know that can be something that we've really got to take into account. And a lot of folks don't really think of it in that those terms. They think, well, you know, that distribution well, is only a few percentages, you know, or, that I that I have to take out of the account. But, you know, the thing that, you, that they're maybe not taking into a full consideration is, is that, you know, if you have a market that, you know, that moves to the downside, you know, and you have a really bad bear market and then your account is trying to recover, well, you know, that whole process could take five, six, seven, eight years. Well, you know, you start thinking about, well, you know, you took out three or four percent, you know, every single year and you multiply that by the number of years. Suddenly you've you've had to take out quite a bit of money out of your account. 
And that's something that we've got to really plan for. And, and one of the things that we can try to do is, is, is to lower that volatility in that account. And there's lots of different strategies, but certainly that unpredictability is something that we really, really have to think about. And we have to you know, take, you know, take into account in all of our planning strategies, all of these different factors. But obviously, you know, like you say, you know, this is one of the, one of the most unpredictable ones and it can be one of the most dramatic ones because you know you all of a sudden I mean you, you everybody lived through 2008 and they know what happened to their account values and if we hadn't experienced something like that again well you know if you're in a place where maybe you didn't have to take money out back then but now you do it's a whole different scenario isn't it yeah it's a it's a really different scenario if that's the case and that's why you've got to be so careful about all these unpredictable things in retirement planning. You don't have to have exact answers, but you need a plan that is structured enough to anticipate these things and then flexible enough to change when they start to happen, when they start to impact you, and, and can deal with sort of these question marks in your retirement years. If you don't have a plan that kind of meets those stipulations, that's, that's solid in its approach but flexible in its execution, then it's worth reaching out to Glenn Mosseller and his team at Roadmap Financial Consulting here in Greensboro. If you haven't done so before, the number is 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or on greensborotirement.com, you'll see free consultation at the bottom of the page. You can click on that link and uh, schedule right from your smartphone or your computer a time for uh, a tax planning analysis or retirement income analysis that'll look at some of these unpredictable things in retirement planning and get that holistic plan in place. GreensboroRetirement.com, again, the place where you can schedule online or call 336-291-3535. This has been another Retirement Roadmap podcast. Walter Storholt for Glenn Mosseller. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next time. 